Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Gems and as always I'm your host the Admirable Admiral and as always we are in a video store somewhere in your hometown so come find us. Yes! Video stores still exist and of course guys as always the Honorable Tesla and the Fantastic Miss Frida are here chewing on their jackalope antlers and rummaging around in their beds and munching crunching crunching munching crunch on their food their doggy food but of course guys to introduce him is such a feat that I don't think I can do it as much as often as I can. But the illustrious Bud Maestro is here. How's it going, buddy? Hello, everyone. It's going good. Uh, thank you. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another show on the internet where a bunch of nerds uh, have opinions about some shit they love. Most of the time, it's movies for us. Uh, and in today's case, a really, really old one, I think... Admiral, you mentioned this is the oldest movie we've reviewed on this show. Yes, yes. But what are we doing? So today? a lot of people are. So we are doing a staple from 1963 that I've been trying to get you to watch for a long time. The first episode of Doctor Who: The Unearthly Child. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Doctor I'm, Who, I'm, I'm 1963. Hang on, wait, I have to open whole new tabs. I'm unprepared for this, but you know what? I've winged an episode before. I'm just kidding. Oh, literally. Okay. Literally, it came like it was released. Actually, it was released in 1963 at the end of at the end of November. But yes, no people. I've been wanting to tell that joke because the butt maestro is not as much of the Whovian fanatic as I am. He's he's what you call a. What did you say you were? I'm a hooligan. I like Doctor Who. You know, I, I like it more casually than I than I like Star Trek, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah. So, The Raven, 1963, Vincent Price's Boris Karloff, and also Peter Lorre, and possibly a very young Jack Nicholson. I can't even say his name properly. That's how amazing he is. Um, so yeah, this movie, The Raven, came out in January of 63, and King Kong versus Godzilla, which was the oldest movie that we watched, that we reviewed for a while, came out in June. So we have a movie that's older than both of us combined. Admiral, I was about to be very upset and a little bit perturbed, uh, that I had prepared, totally prepared for the wrong thing, not just in the tabs I have open. From the movie I watched this week, but also like I painted my nails black. I'm wearing all black right now because it's a fucking poem. You know that was a really bad poem. Joke. It's a poem. A poem. It's a poem. Wow, you really stretched for that one, man. You really stretched for that one. It's okay. Um, so uh, a lot of people were like, "Man, I wasn't aware that that the Raven." Based off the Edgar Allan Poe, it's in name only. It really is. Literally has two lines from the poem. Re but recited we do by have poem. Vincent Price looking into the camera. Yeah, straight up just like, nevermore. Uh, but we do have the poem out, and one of us is going to read it, and it's not going to be me. So, but Maestro, go ahead and read the poem of The Raven. It's cute that you think Edgar I have Allan to Poe's. read it. Because I have a very distinct memory of how I learned this poem in middle school when my honors English teacher made us memorize the poem. 
Buttmeister Sr. found a CD of a whole bunch of celebrities reciting Edgar Allan Poe poems. And do you know who recited The Raven on that CD? I know, because you told me before we started recording. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered week and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nearly nabbed... Wait. I, I fucked it up. Oh, yeah. While I nodded nearly napping... So I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Suddenly there came a tapping as someone gently rapping at my chamber door. Tis a visitor, I muttered, rapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Yeah, you tell a bunch of middle schoolers to memorize the raven. They're going to do it in super speed to where it's barely intelligible. Yeah, I know this poem really well. I'm sure a ton of people who are listening to this know this poem very well. We don't have to go through the whole thing. And you don't have to know the whole thing for this movie to be kind of a wacky fun time. Nevermore. I, I just, Vincent Price, See, what the fuck? Roger Corman, who is did a lot of uh, schlock in like the 70s and 80s, and he also did that infamous uh, Fantastic Four movie that never got released in the mid-90s. Oh. Um, he directed this. Um, and Vincent Price and him and did like four uh, four to five movies back-to-back. Yeah. Um, and Richard Matheson... Uh, wrote this he's a very talented writer um so richard matheson and roger corman were like hey we've done all these movies seriously why don't we just do it comedically so they literally when they were about to start the day they were about to start filming they go let's make it a comedy <laughs> so they made it a comedy script was already written casting was already set actors already knew all their lines and the director and writer are like, let's make it funny. Yep. <laughs> cool. Because that's exactly Price, what happened. That's exactly what translates. Yeah. Because yeah. according to Vincent Price, I just got done uh, reading um, a biography by his daughter about him. Um, and because he had, it was extensive notes about, uh, like he wrote, he wrote extensive notes and journals and kept everything. So when he was talking about this, uh, he said, yeah, um, we just decided to try it because we did it four times already and it, it it felt the same. So we were just like, why don't we just do it again, but a comedy. And the only person that had trouble with it was Boris Karloff. Cause he's used to memorizing lines. So that's why he was the one, whenever they would ad lib, he'd be like, the fuck is happening right now? The fuck is going on? Oh All right. God. So this movie, if you look it up, it's 86 minutes. So our review is going to be very quick, very short, very niche. Uh, so basically, uh, there's a a knocking at his window, not his chamber door. Um, and he opens it up and quote the raven, nevermore. Um, Except the raven, the raven isn't a raven? No, it's a crow, isn't it? Well, it's it's a dude. Well, yeah, it is. It is a dude. Uh, it's Peter Lorre, who most people might know. Oh, it's Peter Lorre. Look, you know him from Casablanca, Maltese Falcon. You know him. He's a little shifty weirdo with the big eyes. And if you don't know him, and if you've seen the movie 
uh, Brave Little Toaster, he's oh. the face that the lamp was fashioned after. That's who he is supposed to be. L-O-L. That lamp. Okay, that makes sense. That, yeah, the lamp who is crazy and insane is supposed to be based off Peter Lorre. Okay, cool. Amazing, wonderful actor. That, and, that makes um, sense now. Yeah. He passed away a couple years after this movie was released. Oh, damn. Um, Yeah. Uh, but no, he's, he was in Casablanca. He was in Maltese Falcon. He was in a bunch of movies from Warner Brothers. Um, I think my favorite would probably have to be Casablanca. I think he did a really good job. This is a really good comedic role for him. Like, he got to show off comedic chops. That's what I love. That's what I love most about this role for him. Uh, so basically, he has to get uh, dehydrated bat's blood. Uh, I think it's jelly spiders, hair of a dead man, and... I love that you remember all this. I watched it like five times because I'm like, this movie's hilarious. <laughs> like, I've never seen Vincent Price just be an amazing actor one minute precise and comedy the next. Like, it's amazing. It is fucking phenomenal. It's horror uh, in a way that only he could do. Really. Yeah. It's it's camp. It's just it's just amazing camp. Yeah, it is. Uh, so basically, he puts it all together. So uh, the quote unquote Raven um, uh, can turn back into human form, but he doesn't do the precise measurements correctly. So Peter Lorre still has his wings as a Raven, and in one scene, he flaps away. As a joke, he flaps to the next room um and so then they go to go get to go get uh another fashion of the entanglement of items that they need uh they go to vincent price's character's dad's grave um and takes a snippet of hair but his dad comes back to life and tells him to beware yeah yeah that was fucking weird weird. that actually scared the shit out of me not gonna lie. Um. Oh, and the scene where they're walking in, and Vincent Price goes, "Oh, sorry about the way it looks." Yeah, Peter Lorre's just like, "How am I supposed to know that?" Completely ad libbed. Completely ad libbed. Just like, <laughs> how the fuck am I supposed to know? I don't fucking know. Um. Amazing. All this, also, this movie takes place in the 16th century. It takes place in 1506. I didn't know that until I looked up the Wikipedia Yeah, I don't page. think the movie ever established that. Nope. I don't think it ever establishes a specific year or place nope. that this is happening. No, nope, not at all. Uh, so basically, uh, the Peter Lorre is just like, hey, um, look, the guy up the street turned me into a raven um, and your ex-wife... Is that, oh, she's not dead, by the way. You think your ex-wife is dead, Lenore? She's not. She's over there. And we need to go back. Literally fucking around. Like, she's she's a gold digger, but not. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so he's like, hey, my son's outside with the carriage. Uh, we need to go. Oh, you got a daughter? Oh, okay. And then for some reason, fucking Vincent Price's... Uh, his stage, his stage hand, like the person who takes care of 
his caretaker, comes in and tries to fucking murder everybody. Just like out of fucking Just nowhere. Murder eyes. Like, wait, I thought this dude was your friend. What's going on? Fuck. And then we see this was no joke. And then they instantly forgive him. He just stops. And then they're just like, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, by the way, I'm pretty sure this what was the fuck? Jack Nicholson's first role ever. Yeah, that was joke. nuts. Uh, oh, sorry. It wasn't. Uh, this is his one, two, three, four, five, six. Sixth, seventh role. Uh, he did do Little Shop of Horrors in 19. 19- 1960 which is another oh, good wow. one you guys should check out the original one uh but yeah no he uh he did the raven um he was really young in this one could you know it was we're, we're, talk, we're talking little little jack nicholson right little, little jackie nick yeah yeah he's, he's a little baby i legit didn't recognize him at first and then he started talking I was like, oh, I know who you are. Okay, cool. He looks like he's the same from the 70s, though. Like, he looks legit the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, for sure. He, I, mm, some of his mannerisms aren't as exaggerated as they would be, like, 10, 15 years later. This is definitely pre-drug abuse. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Sorry. Uh, okay. I really hope Jack Nicholson doesn't listen to this. If so, I'm so sorry to make any kind of assumptions. Please don't. Please don't kill me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, Jack Nicholson, I love you in Easy Rider. Just want you to know that. You're amazing in Easy Rider. You're also amazing in One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The Shining. Incredible is the Joker. The Shining. Incredible is the Joker. The Joker, yes. Amazing. I still the think... Shining. He was just nuts enough. He was just crazy enough. It's a goddamn Kubrick film. I think he went crazier than he went as the Joker. The Joker was more restrained, which is why I really like his Joker. That's yeah. I think what makes it more terrifying is someone who is totally him when he wants to be, and then unleashes the craziness at will. Yep. That's more terrifying to me yep. than someone who is truly emotionally unstable. Which, by the way, we reviewed Batman for uh, Michael Keaton month. Oh, yes, we did. If y'all yeah. want to go back and listen to that. Exactly. Go listen to Michael Keaton month. Yeah. Um, we have another month coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, do you want to give him a hint? Not quite yet. Maybe okay. at the end of the show. Maybe okay. at the end of the show. Y'all okay. got to stick around to the end for that. I'm, so, I'm not going to give it away 15 minutes in. So, basically... Uh, they, they head over to the seaside castle, uh, and, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to sneeze. Thank you. That's so tight. Thank you. Tesla said, bless you. He said, tight. Of course you would, Tesla. You're that weirdo that says tight, just like me. Um, so, uh, he's heading, uh, they're heading over and Jack Nicholson goes insane for some reason and starts like making the the horses go faster and faster and faster so which was weird so they get to the castle uh they see it's boris karloff is uh the other magician because apparently there's a there's a court of magicians or a court of sorcerers yeah, sorcerers they they use they use the term sorcerer and wizard interchangeably in this movie 
But that's and I not had to right. Very, you're right. That's not right. They're very okay. different things. Sorcerers get their get their powers from a bloodline. It's it's passed down to them genetically. Uh, wizards uh, have a little bit of innate magic, but improve it through book learning and practice. Right. right. Uh, Which and warlocks uh, just make a deal with the devil. Yes. So I feel that. So so this is how I feel. So we have three quote unquote magic users in this in this in in this one okay so yeah. i feel like boris karloff is a warlock agreed i feel that vincent price is a sorcerer yes and i feel that peter laurie is a wizard agreed not okay, a cool. very good wizard no not at all not at all um so heads over um and basically boris karloff divides everybody up Looks like he kills Peter Lorre, um, Jack Nicholson. C- Co- By the way, Jack Nicholson is Peter Lorre's son in this. And if yeah. you feel like they're a little, eh, it's not the script. It's because those two actors didn't get along alike. Oh. Yeah. And also. Because they're, Vince- they're on like a similar vibe of, of craziness, honestly. Peter yeah. Lorre is kind of a, a window into what Jack Nicholson would be in the future. Yeah. <laughs> it's Vincent Price and Boris Karloff uh, went up to Jack Nicholson and told him how, like, give him little notes on how to act because they thought he was the producer's son. Oh, my God. Because the producer is something Nicholson. L-O-L. So, th- so, so they thought that it was nepotism and Jack just got the job because of his, his uncle or his dad producer. They're not related as far as I know. But yeah, that's fucking funny. Yep. Um, oh, and Jack Nicholson, even though he didn't like Peter Lorre, he straight up said, everybody that I worked with on the Raven is amazing, wonderful, and stupendous. Oh, except for the fucking bird. <laughs> for the that bird, bird would shit on me. And I knew as soon as that bird flew away, my shoulder was covered in shit. So that was a real bird. It wasn't just a really yeah. good prop bird or a bird not on set that they edited to look like it was on set. The actors really were interacting with a real bird. Correct. That's amazing. Yep. Basically, they realized that Lenore faked her death and Vincent Price uh, thinks that, you know, she's she's under a spell. So they were like, so uh, Boris Karloff's like, look, Show me how to do what you do with your hands, or I'm gonna kill your daughter. Yep. Um. And uh, then Peter Laurie's like, "Look, get me out of here. Leave me alone. I'll get out of here. Don't worry about it. I'm done. I'm out of here." So he leaves. He gets turned into a raven. And he leaves. And then he comes back, and he helps Jack Nicholson attack uh, the person who's holding Vincent Price, and Vincent Price attacks uh, Boris Karloff, and Boris Karloff's like, "Fine." We'll have a duel. So Just straight up have a wizard duel. It's but it's fucking weird. It's amazing. They're literally It's really good, but it's also They're taking weird. turns hurling the same spells at each other and countering those spells. It's fucking insane. Right? I love it. Okay. And it's these two so actors these two the incredible snake. actors selling the hell out of it. So first you got the snake, which, uh, according to 
uh, Vincent Price, that was the only scene he didn't like about the movie. He had to keep that snake around his neck for like two hours, and he does he doesn't like snakes. Oh God! So that's the only thing he didn't like. Um, but according to Boris Karloff, he didn't like when he would be strung up uh, with the um, chair in the air. Yeah, Boris Karloff hated that because he was partially paralyzed, so he was worried that if he fell, you know, Ooh, he. He fully paralyzed. Yeah. That, uh... Or he's just nervous. I mean, he's also... He... He is... You know, he was... He was handicapped, so he was afraid of other things that could happen. Right. You know? Um, but no, so they got the snake. They got the blood. They got... They, uh, then they got the bat. They got the blood daggers. They got the chandelier. They got the... The demon dogs that then turn into puppies. Which, by the way, those dogs are definitely dead. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, know because it's years. been like six years, but still, oh, Admiral, yeah. what little puppies? Which, by the way, the Phantasm of Freedom when the puppies were were barking, she was like, "Where the fuck are the puppies? <laughs> Where are they? You, you give those where you are give those dogs scratches right now, Admiral? I will, I will. Okay, um, good. and. Then, uh, also, Vincent Price goes underneath the floor, but then proceeds to go back up and then proceeds to wave at Jack Nicholson and his daughter. And then a really bad dummy's on a chandelier and then falls to the ground. And look, just look this clip up on YouTube. It's amazing. I I was about to say, just pull the clip up on YouTube. It's... It is amazing. Fantastic. You won't regret it. It's it's a wizard fight. It's it's what I imagine two high level wizards or warlocks uh would look like in D D. Yep. So after the whole fight, uh the castle starts to crumble around them and Lenore sees her last stitch effort like oh Vincent. He, he put me under a spell, and he kind of falls for it for a second. He's like, oh, really, Lenore? And then I love his daughter. Dad, can we go? Of course we can go. Let's go. So takes Jack Nicholson, takes the takes the raven, takes his daughter, heads out. Um, and instead of leaving just out of the castle, Lenore goes to basically gloat at Boris Karloff and go, ha-ha, you failed, ha-ha, you failed. Um, and and then they get her, caught I, in yeah, rubble. This is where I cheered out loud. At the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. My God. Um, and uh, and then he and then he's talking to uh, Peter Laurie, who's still a raven. And he's like, "Oh, you need to help me. Oh, you need to do this. Oh, blah blah." blah. And he just hands him over the wine, and he goes, "Nevermore." Straight into the fucking camera. Vincent Price looks and states the fucking title of well not title but the most quoted right. line from right. Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven it, wow <laughs> what a fucking yeah. movie yep um uh, oh um and so you mentioned how you found out about uh, you know The Raven so in uh, high school um I think it was 11th grade because that's, yeah, that's the American authors. I think it's, yeah, it's either 11th. Yeah. Uh, in Louisiana. So 
we 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 read a bunch of American authors and they and then they're like, all right, cool. So we're gonna also watch this movie. It's a really old movie. It's it's about Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. And I was like, wait, is it the one with Vincent Price? And a couple of my uh, people sit next to me, just like, of course, the Admiral knows about a fucking Vincent Price movie called The Raven. And sure enough, that's what we watched. We watched that movie because they're like fucking amazing. I think I think the teacher basically did it because we had to write a report on The Raven. I think he basically showed that movie to be like, don't fucking try and steal from this fucking movie. <laughs> don't fucking do that. Um, but yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that's really the movie in a nutshell. Like, it's only an hour and 25 minutes. It's, it's not a long movie. Several of its segments feel very padded out. I'll be honest, of those padded out segments... The, the duel at the end, the wizard duel at the end, I didn't mind. It could have gone on for a little bit longer, honestly. It was good. All, all of the, the prolonged segments of Boris Karloff and Vincent Price just staring and pointing at each other, I could have used more of it. <sighs> that, was, that was a great end sequence, was that battle. Alright, so here on Cinema Gems, we have Full Gem, an amazing movie. This is our rating system, by the way. Full Gem, an amazing movie. Half Gem, an alright movie. No Gem, a horrible movie. But Maestro, what do you give 1963's The Raven with Vincent Price and Boris Karloff? Oh, and also this is a... a young Jackie Nicholson. Go for it. No, a young Jackie Nicholson. That was it. Just a young Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. Uh... This movie, in my opinion, is a very old, uh, but very interesting whole gem. I, I, it's whole gem, half gem, shinier end of half gem. Yeah, I. Why not? Why not a whole gem? I, is I like this a fight? lot. Is it it the, was. It was the wizard it, fight. It was the wizard fight. It I was figured. the wizard fight. I figured. <laughs> I figured. I I, w- I was teetering until you mentioned the wizard fight again. I was like, oh yeah, no, that was actually really fun. <laughs> so yeah, this is a whole gem for me. I enjoyed it. Uh, it. It is available to watch free on several free streaming services. I watched it on you Tubi. A... Do you have? Did you watch it on Tubi as well? I watched it on Prime. I believe it was oh. also free on Prime. Oh, okay. So I didn't have any ads. Um, it was fine. I didn't care. I enjoyed it. What about you, Admiral? Um, I give this a shinier end of the half gym. Um, amazing okay. movie, S- still good. Not a horrible movie. Um, the acting was a little bit stiff, but I'm not saying it was horrible because of that. But you know, it's a 1963 movie, so there's still a little bit yeah. of things. But this is also one of the movies where I watch from 1963, and I'm just like. Wow. There was so much potential here, and y'all milked it for all it was worth, and it was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. And the Wizard Duel also was really cool, too. Incredible. Um, and 
Yeah. So, thank you, guys. A real quick mention. A real quick mention to uh, the guy who did the music for this movie, Les Baxter. Now, I'm not going to get into it here because he has a massive history of writing music, not just within Hollywood, uh, but for all kinds of very famous musicians at the time. Um, there is a whole supposed controversy that has, as far as I could tell, never been fully resolved uh, with basically a, a rights and crediting dispute over work he did for Nat King Cole. Mm. Um, if you want to learn more about that, there are YouTube channels that go into it. Uh, there are several articles that go into it, but it's fucking interesting. But uh, Wes Baxter's music for this movie was was fun. Honestly, it it contributed to the vibe really well, and that's what we want from from film scores. Oh, he he did a lot of oh, cause uh, he did a lot of American uh, international pictures. He basically did the yep. House of Usher, the House of Usher, the yep. Pit and the Pendulum, Muscle Beach, Muscle Blanket Bingo. God, he he did the entire score for the Yellow Tomahawk in three hours. Holy shit! Just cranked it out in the afternoon. Fuck. <laughs> Damn, like he's done a bunch of shit. People, please go check it out. Like, like he worked with specifically uh, Roger Corman on the Edgar Allan Poe stuff that he did, but he did a really good job to think this was his third one. Oh yeah. So that's their trilogy. That's his Edgar Allan Poe trilogy. Cause he did the house of Usher, the pit and the pendulum and the Raven. I haven't seen the house of Usher. I actually watched the pit and the pendulum before seeing this came out in 1963. I remember, I remember seeing the pit and the pendulum and the, uh, cask of Amontillado, mm. uh, starring Vincent price oh. before I ever watched the Raven. Oh, um, and a lot of people are wondering, Hey, Admiral, why did you pick this movie out of everything? So, um, I was, you know, I like to talk to the dogs before we pick a movie so they have a they have a viewpoint on it. And I was looking through Tubi. I was looking at the Pit and the Pendulum. I was like, oh, let me put, let me add this to the list. Let me, let me add this. And then the Honorable Tesla just puts his paw on my leg, and my 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 the 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 joystick of the controller stopped on the Raven. And I was like, do you want to watch the Raven, buddy? And he smacked my leg again with his paw. And I was like, oh, okay. Hey, it starts out. This this come out in 1963. The Honorable Tesla. This is perfect. We need a movie for next week. Thank you very much. He knew. He knew. Went, yeah. I went to the... Somehow Tesla knew. I still feel like his voice is infused with either Vincent Price and... um. Oh, God. I can't think of his name. Oh, God. Patron would be furious with me. Uh, the Ricardo guy who did Montalban? no. Oh, I mean, yeah, that too. But no, not Ricardo Montalban. Uh, the guy who did the Twilight Zone. Can't think of his name right now. Uh, oh, God, I'm, I'm a horrible person. It's okay. Um, you can edit this part out, right? I'm not going to. I'm going to keep it in. Um, I, oh, God. Rod Sterling. Rod Sterling. Rod, Rod Sterling. Sterling. Yes. So yep, basically the three of those infuse this Tesla's inner monologue. Um, <laughs> and that's sufficient to say that that's why he picked that one. Um, but yeah, so I went into the butt Meister and I was like, Hey, um, so you got two choices of a movie this week and whichever one we don't do, we're going to do the week after. And I love your response. You're like, so what are we doing after the Raven? And I was like, 
chairman of the board with Scott Carrot Top Thompson, and your response is, oh my god, I'm glad we're watching that after The Raven. <laughs> it's weird setting up for weird, and you know what? We do a lot of weird shit on this show, because it's our show, and we can. Yeah, uh, and I feel like that draws people in more. The more obscure it is, the more people are like, the fuck? What the hell? It's 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 our weird little niche, and we like it. Before the Admiral takes us out of here, I just want to say thank you, as always, to all of our amazing Cinemaniacs and our amazing Swapper Jacks friends and family. We love y'all so much. We appreciate all the constant input and comments and criticism and love and ideas. Please keep them coming. Uh, Please send all of your amazing ideas and criticism of my opinions, which please, I welcome. To Cinema Gems 15, that's Cinema Gems 15 at gmail.com. Thank you, Marty and the Aragorn Zerber, for allowing us to be on your website, lowrainpictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. Um, it's always a staple to our genre of films. Um, and uh, But, Maestro, you said you wanted to kind of like let the people know what we're doing after. <laughs> chairman of the board oh that's it all right okay uh yeah, so yeah. baby yeah that's all so, you get that's all you get uh just to just to let you know it is an entire month yep. of a particular actor not of austin powers it's it's not all austin powers we're, I that's think it we're only doing don't say anything one... don't okay. say anything else don't say anything else but yes, um, it's a you'll, whole You'll month. just have to wait till till September. Yeah. Uh, and then when September ends, you can wake us up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So we just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for being there. But also remember to take some time for yourself. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Don't light a candle four ways and set it on fire. It will make a flame windmill. Just make sure... That you're taking time for yourself before you can help others. I know that the world is literally on fire in thousands of places. There are three wars right now or when you're listening to this happening at this exact moment. I understand that the world is literally shattering around what you can conceive or perceive as life. It is okay to take time for yourself before you do anything else. It is fine. It is not weak. It shows strength that you can go on with your life and show people that you can. It is fine. Not to throw off your very serious and very heartfelt talk, but now I just really want to ask GLaDOS to make a flame windmill graphic. Uh, And hey, Cinemaniacs, let us know if y'all would be interested, like, I don't know if we ever hypothetically did any kind of merch one day. Would y'all be interested in a flaming windmill? <laughs> I'd be fine with a flame windmill. I would. <laughs> I know. I know the honorable Tesla would love a flame windmill shirt. Like Philip DeFranco has his whole logo and emotionally exhausted and all of that. Is our like mental health thing? Our like we're not all right or the the meme of the dog sipping tea in the house that's on fire? Is our version of that flame a flame windmill? Yeah. Exactly. Burning a You're candle welcome. from all ends. You're welcome. You're welcome. 
All right, guys, just remember Thank to... Thank you, Admiral. Anytime. Just, guys, just remember to take time for yourself, but remember to wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter, guys. Always. Bye, guys. See you later. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is the Admiral. I just wanted to go ahead and specify that we have done a movie that's more than 60 years, um, and it is a movie we did about... Four weeks ago, called The Hidden Fortress, uh, Akira Kurosawa's film. That is the oldest movie we've done. Uh, sorry, guys. Just want to go ahead and clear that up. Thanks, guys. See you later. And the uh, he- the stuff you hear in the background is uh, classic Doctor Who, Tom Baker. Uh, thanks, guys. Bye.